You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 7-5, two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, fresh off of one of the best golf rounds of his life. It is the one and only Tony Casillas. TC, what up? Yeah, I'm doing great. And as you mentioned, brother, it is golf weather here in Texas. I know you're in the Valley, a little south from here, but man, you mentioned it. It was amazing golf weather over the weekend. It also was a great weekend for... Cowboys to give an ass kicking to the, the the New England Patriots. So all is good, man. Would you call it an ass kicking? I don't know that you can call. I mean, to win. So maybe you can call any any win an ass kicking. But I mean, it it was it went down to the wire. You know. <laughs> it went- all right. Let me let uh, you just run my thunder. My golf game was an ass kicking because I shot seventy six. There we go. But considering where the Cowboys are at five and one, you have to do something. You have to. You have to win. You don't have to win decisively, but at five and one, that pretty much reflects that you may be an ass kicking team. There we I go. would think. There we go. Uh, five wins in a row. I thought about calling this the seven five zero oh wins in a row, uh, <laughs> but you know we'll see. I do want to say before we get any further, Tony, um, it is October. We're recording this on October nineteenth. It's being published on October nineteenth. Uh, it's October. It is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, you mentioned golfing. I saw you post some photos on Sunday before the game. You went and got the round in, you know, got your your fill before the Cowboys kicked off. Um, fantastic photos there. At the bio, the, the bio in your Instagram, on, <laughs> on Instagram at Tony Casillas, you have a link to purchase T-shirts for Men's Health Awareness Month. It's more than a mustache with one of the best photos of you uh, from your time <laughs> as an Oklahoma Sooner, certainly. Uh, for the month of uh, November coming up. <laughs> well, yeah, in November, it starts November. It's breast can- excuse me, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month for October. Uh, and so that goes and segues into the month of November for November, which is all about the stash and all, all about creating a- awareness. So what you're talking about is I decided to use that gnarly-looking 80s mustache and just really try to get people's attention because that's what you do. You grow out a mustache. And, and and to pay, you know, as far as awareness um, for breast cancer awareness, people wear pink. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that we 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 symbolize that with 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 women and breast cancer awareness, although m- men can get that also. But uh, uh, prostate cancer awareness is is the November is when you grow the, the stash. So it's mm-hmm. a, as you mentioned, I appreciate you giving me a little uh, shout out for that. You can order it on my uh, my Instagram feed, hit the bio. And the uh, proceeds benefit prostate 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 awareness month. Uh, maybe we'll give some shirts away and ask for some donations. Yeah. We'll do that. Hey, I would uh, love to do up. that. I, I I would love to do that if we could do that. Something with blogging the boys, the seven five zero. We'll figure it we out. We'll we figure got, something we, out. We got some loyal listeners. We got some loyal Cowboys fans. Definitely people that that hopefully can help out as well uh, with and some you contributions. Don't, and you don't have to be 
you don't have to be an OU fan because a Sooners alum or anything like that. It is something you have to, you know, don't take it you know, seriously. <laughs> you, you are wearing a Sooners jersey in the shirt, I, I, to be fair. I, 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 I know that. It's a lot of people think, well, I'm not going to wear that. Well, just think about this. Just get over it. Uh, well, it'd be hard for me to do the, the Texas thing, but I would do it if it was going to raise money for sure. an organization like that. But anyway, it's, 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 a, it's a throwback. Well said. Well said. Uh, It is a radical looking photo, if I do say so myself. Um, So the Dallas Cowboys winners of five in a row. I told you on Monday when we were kind of setting things up um, Mm -hmm. that what I wanted to talk about was the five game winning streaks. That's what everybody wants to talk about. But I think when the Cowboys go on five game winning streaks, the 7-5-0 deserves a lot of credit because our first season was 2018. After the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper, they lost to the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. Incidentally, the Titans won this week on Monday Night Football as well. Um, but we said this the five-game stretch that was coming up for the Cowboys, we said there's no way they're going to win a single game. They had the, the Falcons. They had the Eagles. They had Washington on Thanksgiving. They had the New Orleans Saints. They had the Eagles again. They won all five of them and made us look really stupid, Tony. Um, I don't know that we thought they couldn't win a single game here. Um, in fact, I think some of these games did look really winnable. The Giants, the Panthers, the Eagles all sort of looked like wins. I think that at the beginning of the season, we had some questions about this Patriots game. Um, but you mentioned it at five and one. They're an ass kicking kind of team. Do you buy that? I mean, like what, what are what are your thoughts on this team? They're at their buy. They got through five games without Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Gallup, Lyle Collins undefeated and definitely look like one of the best units in the entire NFL. And I don't know if we can do this or not, but maybe we can. That'd be our question: Is oh, is, is is Dallas an ass kicking team? I, I, we may be butt kicking, but it, it sounds a little bit more uh, in, enforceable when you mention that. But I think it's when you look at this team, and and I thought my my first thing that comes to mind is how they've done it. I go back to the Chargers game. To me, I think that was a game that really made them just kind of come together. It's almost like you go out some of these retreats, some a corporate retreat, or go out retreats where you just go. You go uh, you know, someplace like Colorado and you, you, you live on fruits and berries and you really just kind of gather around and you, you talk about it and you really do like the ropes courses and stuff oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. All, all that stuff, you know, whatever, you know, eat off, the, eat off the land and everything. Um, this kind of reminds me of that because I know, RJ, it's, it's difficult to win on the road. You know, they've won at home. And as you mentioned, they've had winnable games, but that's here or there. The bottom line is that. I really felt like the Chargers game is kind of something that they kind of would grow off of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you watch the New England game. There's a lot of things that they self-inflict themselves that they, they could easily lost that game. And penalties, they turned the ball over. They couldn't score in the red zone. New England just kept coming back. But, it, but they didn't because it's a team that's made up of, of confidence builders. They have different personnel, I think, that believe in one another. And that's the thing, a sign of me, is that I – I, I have a tendency to th- say, look, maybe you need to tap the brakes a little bit. But when you're five and one, you've done it the way they've done it. And you've done it whenever, like a timely play. How many times say, oh, the Cowboys got to get a big play. And they haven't been able to do that. You mentioned 2018 where we were surprised. Mm-hmm. But when have we said that before? And they haven't been able to like push that. Let's make a play button. And all of a sudden they get the, the interception by Trayvon Diggs and it, tilts the game and then New England comes back and they score again. It's a crazy game, but they still continue the relentless. And I think you really haven't seen that relentless characteristic of, of this team since probably 2018 or even, even in 2018, there was times in like, okay, are they really going to win? 
Mm-hmm. And I think when, I think they're really asking themselves that same question because they haven't done enough. And I think now they've proven that self to them. And that's what I really, really admire about this team. You know, it's been said a few times by different people since the Cowboys beat the Patriots on Sunday. Um, and I agree with this, that that Cowboys teams of, of yesteryear lose that game. Right. You know, that they're not experienced enough. They're not disciplined enough, um, wh- whatever you want to call it. Um, they're just, you know, they're, they're not they're not, you know, reliable. They, in can't, that sense. they can't finish it. They, right. they can't and, finish again. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I promise Tony and I didn't um, steal this from Mike McCarthy, but I don't know if you saw Tony uh, in the postgame locker room. He said that that was an ass kicking. And he, he said that this is, you know, he actually said that they had been kicking ass. Uh, and we now we have to throw the explicit tag on here. Sorry, people. I know you're listening with kids in the car. We won't we won't say it anymore. But um, but he said that, you know, and they had right. That's how they beat the Eagles. That's how they beat the Panthers. That's how they beat the Giants. There was never any like real adversity in those games. And he said that this win would go a long way later in the season. And and I think that that's true. You, you mentioned it. I, and I, I think that we all agree the Trayvon Diggs pick six happens. Great. Awesome. All of a sudden life is breathed into the team. And then the Kendrick Bourne 75 yard touchdown happens. And in, yeah. in years past, it would have been, it would have been this internal collapse. This like, Oh man, that's it. You know what I mean? They lost it, but you mentioned a big play. Sometimes it's the superstars that make big plays like Trayvon Diggs. Sometimes it's Cedric Wilson on fourth and four with an unbelievable catch. And that's just kind oh, of, wow. Who, that guy was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, they have this ability to kind of will, things into existence. And that is a quality that is extremely different. And I think, you know, I I know you see it too, Tony, everybody wants to give all sorts of credit, rightfully so to Kellen Moore, all the credit for the offensive design to Dan Quinn for all the turnovers and takeaways on defense and, you know, the more disciplined play. But I do believe that a huge part of this quality that we're talking about, the difference, the, the killer instinct, the fifth gear, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think that that belongs to Mike McCarthy because you know, we talk about past teams from the Cowboys. Some of it, I believe, is is this group is, is still really young, but it's a group that has now been through a lot together. They, they've been in tight moments. They've been in playoff games. You know, they've, they've seen some, you know, hard losses as one collective group. But it's also Mike McCarthy. I mean, I know everybody thinks he's just this loser that does nothing, but Mike McCarthy has been in some heavy situations in the NFL. And not just McCarthy to that point. I mean, and I don't want to take away his credit, but Dan Quinn. These are guys who have stared down, you know, the barrel against the likes of Tom Brady. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how much further you can go away from Tom Brady. I mean, they have they have looked at the most, you know, difficult circumstances that an NFL game can offer. And they have prevailed before. And I I don't want to bag on Jason Garrett, but that's the difference. Now, Now you have somebody who has landed that plane before, you know, controlling this flight, so to speak. Well, and, and I think the the point is, is that Kellen Moore is the flavor of the year when it comes to next head coaches. It seems that you know Tony Romo was having a love fest with him when, uh, during the game, and I, I rightly so. But and he's done a lot of great things with this offense. I think he's uh, the ability to be creative. But the bottom line is, he's got so many playmakers on that team, and that's the thing. Also, is to be able to you can't take everyone out. And there's no way you can take, you, you know, you take the running game out, well, guess what? They're going to hit you with the pass. You take, mm-hmm. you take the pass, they're going to run the ball. So you got to pick your poison. And you're, you're right. I think Mike McCarthy last year, let's give him a mulligan this year because last year was a dis- it was disaster. Well, he lost, he lost his quarterback, his tackle. Lost his I mean, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there's, you, you can, it's very easy to understand how bad last year was for Mike McCarthy, well, which a lot of people refuse to do. 
Yeah, but the defense was horrible, and I know that they had to miss some guys, and they just and Mike Nolan wasn't answered. But now, fast forward, we don't right. we got amnesia. You don't you don't think about that. But I think Mike McCarthy and his resume speaks for itself, regardless of what who he had in Green Bay. I mean, he was a play caller in Green Bay, and then he brings that oh, you know, that to the Dallas Cowboys, took a year off, and then last year we we just we missed that. But I think his ability is registering with these players. Mm-hmm. They believe in his message. They believe in the guys he went out and got, that being a coach, Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. and sprinkle in some other coaches that he brought in. And some free agent acquisitions, and, the, the and, J. And, Ron and, curses of the and, world, totally. And, and, that, and that's my next point. He brought in the right guys. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because of Dan Quinn bringing in his certain type of guys that he thinks that – because to me, it seems to Dan Quinn be a great dude to play for. Right. I, I just kind of get this vibe that – Dan Quinn would make it would be make it fun to be able to play for him. You go out there and you ball, it puts you in a position where you don't have to sit there and catch and read. You go, but you make plays. And I think that registers with the players. And I think that that message is really, really, it's been impactful. But who do you give credit for that? You give it to Mike McCarthy. He went out, he, he, he sought after Dan Quinn, knew he was a, a defensive mind guy and what he did in Seattle. Uh, didn't have a the best time in, in, in when he was in Atlanta, but that's okay. I mean, he, he won there. So, you know, he took him to a Super Bowl, and that really didn't work out very well whenever they lost. I do want to – I, I want to interrupt you very quickly, Tony, because I think this is important because you're right. Everybody remembers the Super Bowl and specifically the Super Bowl loss for Atlanta, and I was at that game. That's the only Super Bowl game I've ever been to. Not, not everyone has won Super Bowls, Tony. Uh, but so I was at that game, and I – used to trash the Falcons because I, I used to hate how Matt Ryan would not get the type of heat that Tony Romo would get. Um, but that's a whole different conversation. So I used to that's really you love Tony Romo. Well, yeah. And, and I love Tony Casillas. That's why I bag on the Falcons. But oh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. But um, it, the, the next season in 2017, they made it back to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. every, everybody talks about how difficult it is for the team who loses the Super Bowl to get back to the playoffs. They lost the Super Bowl in the worst possible way that anyone has ever lost the Super Bowl. And they made it back to the playoffs. Not only did they make it back to the playoffs in 2017, they defeated Sean McVay's Los Angeles Rams on the road. I mean, that like that is the most impressive thing that Dan Quinn has ever done in his career, in my mind, uh, certainly as a head coach. It's more impressive than, than the 2016 season. Again, I, I know they made it to the Super Bowl, but they lost. Like the resiliency that that, that dude must have to have gotten his guys back to the playoffs and they beat the coach that at the time everybody was, you know, trying to anoint as the next great thing. And Sean McVay, I'm not trying to bang on Sean McVay either, but that, that says a lot about his mental fortitude, about his ability to overcome. And so, yeah, I mean, Dan Quinn shows up and he's like, you guys sucked last year. Okay, cool. Like I've been, I've been through way bigger fights in my career. Like we can get this ship righted, which is why I I'm not surprised to see these results happening so quick, so quickly. I, I'm not either. I just, I just think the way he carries himself. Go back to Seattle, Legion of Boom, right. and he he directed that, and they won the Super Bowl. So this guy is no slappy, right? and I think that he'll end up being a head coach somewhere else. Maybe not next. I don't. Maybe not next year. But the uh, but the the bottom line is when you go out and get someone like that, it's kind of a somewhat polarizing when it comes to being able to coach up guys mm-hmm. and the respect that you get from a guy that. As you, as you mentioned, his resume took a team to Super Bowl, went back to playoffs. Costas was a defensive coordinator for Super Bowl contender, one of the best defenses has played in a long time in Seattle. The combination of that, 
that's Mike McCarthy going out and finding that guy and deciding, look, I, we need to have this guy. And then you look at, you throw in the organization, made the decision to bring him in there. So it worked. It's working now. And it's amazing how they've been able to flip this. And it's not a perfect world, but the problem line is that they, they play with an attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's my next point with this team. They play with an attitude. And to me, that is very hard. That's an intangible thing to find on a team, especially whenever it seems like it's an unselfish team. And, and I'll go back to the 90s when we were unselfish and not they're not to that point yet. And they still have to win some games and get to some playoffs and win a, three Super Bowls and win them a Super Bowl. But there's a lot of characteristics on this team that we haven't seen. And that gets I think that's what Cowboys fans should be excited about. Yeah, I mean, I think some of it, some some of that, some of those characteristics are that they walk tall. And I think some something that that has made me love the 90s Cowboys more. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to imagine, but has been the conversations that you and I have had. And you know, that's that's why this show is so awesome. But but the way you talk about Troy Aikman, it like mm-hmm. I, I know I know I don't know if this is this is a concept that you can understand because you lived it and you know, so it's a different world for you and for me here, but I, I love those teams more because of the way you talk about him. It, 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 it adds to the, the, like the story of it. Does that make sense? Like it adds to the, the lore and the mystique and the legend of it, that, that he was this guy. Cause that's as a football fan, that's what you dream about, right? Like your, your, your perfect world is that the quarterback is this leader is at the center of the team is the guy that everybody's rallying around. And that's the way you, you, you bring reality to that idea. And so that is that is what this team is. And I think it's you know, we talk about Mike McCarthy. We talk about Dan Quinn. We talk about Kellen Moore. But Dak Prescott being in the fold this year, being back. I mean, he 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 brings that. You know what I'm saying? Like they they rally around him. Um, and just to peek behind the curtain for everybody, Tony's lights went out while I was telling this story, which which I think is a sign of, of how epic of a story it was. Um, it is Halloween. Right, that's true. But you know what I mean? Like, like they, they really believe that when he's there and they're right, that they always have a chance. I mean, he threw for 445 yards, the most that anybody has ever thrown for against a Bill Belichick coached Patriots team. I mean, I I don't want to take away from Trayvon Diggs or CD lamb or Micah Parsons or Randy Gregory or anybody, but, but Dak breathes that life into that locker room in a way that, that very, very few people in the entire NFL do for their teams. I, I think that that's a, it's a great point when you talk about the leadership and you, and since we've been doing this broadcast, you know, our podcast, I talk about the leadership of quarterbacks and that's a, that's a thing that you just, you have to be born with. You have right. to have that aura. And I think the aura is the best way to describe that. It's like someone walk in a room and all of a sudden you look at it and it just has this moxie and this aura about them. And, you know, that's one thing with your quarterback and really just a confidence level. Because you know that guy's going to be grinding. You know he's going to find a way to – if you're down and you're going through this adverse conditions and you need to get up – the team's got you up by two scores, you know that that guy is going, to make a, is going to make a play and really rally the troops. And that's the thing that you really want to have with your quarterback is to exude that confidence, mm-hmm. to really give yourself a, an opportunity and knowing that, look, all we got to do is grind out. All we got to do is continue to make plays. It's a defense. All we have to do is like let's 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 try to let's let's compliment them, compliment them. And that's the thing. Also, the thing we talked about is is this 
team complement each other. It doesn't compromise, and that's what your quarterback does. I mean, those are times that whenever you're going to have to count on him, and he's going to rally the troops, and I think Dak Prescott just exudes that. I mean, that is something that he has been born with and blessed with, and people rally around him. And more importantly, they want to play their ass off for him. Tony uh, had that whole conversation while walking through his house. That was incredible, Tony. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you know, we talked about some of the best broadcasting I've done. I was like walking. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, we talk about <laughs> adversity. Like right now, the, the lights went out. That was like Kendrick Bourne, 75 yard touchdown. But you just like Dak Prescott, you led the Cowboys down, hit CeeDee Lamb for the game winner. Um, that was super awesome. I wish everybody could have seen that, but that was really great. Um, no, I, I think that in. The the I don't want to at all take away from Micah Parsons or Randy Gregory because they have been phenomenal for the Randy Gregory might be the most underrated player on this Cowboys team. I mean, didn't even he, mention that. he he is incredible. But the the guy with that aura is on the defensive side of the ball is Trayvon Diggs, mm-hmm. and and yeah. that is but the Cowboys have had talented players. And again, I'm not trying to diminish the contributions of Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons, J. Ron Curse you know, on and on and on DeMarcus Lawrence when he gets back, et cetera. But the guy that, that brings that, call it aura, call it swagger, call it confidence, call it disposition, whatever is Trayvon Diggs because the, the pick six legit, it, it literally felt like it, it, it feels like a decision, you know, like, like Trayvon just decides I I'm going to pick this off. And it's, I, I still believe, I don't want to like ruin the party or anything I, the, that has to come to an end at, at, at a certain point in, you know, <laughs> math and logic suggests that he's going to not get an interception in a certain game, but that has been proven wrong six games in a row. But, you know, still like he, he I think you can you can almost give the win. If you have to give it to one person, it might be to Diggs because he woke them up in the fourth quarter. And and that's something I don't, I don't even know the last Cowboys defensive player that's been able to do something with with that kind of power, if that makes sense. Not at that position. That's right. For sure. And, and I think Randy Gregory, I think of the, the great players I play with or you know, Deion Sanders uh, was uh, was a per, And that's what people uh, you people are. Comparing yeah, him everyone to wants to compare he, him. Right. And then the thing about him is that he's a he's a wide receiver slash converted cornerback. And you can see it. He's a guy that's going to go up and try to make the play like the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of defensive backs are there just trying to, you know, defend. And it maybe jump a route here and there, but he's playing one on one, and he's got these 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 ability these ball hawk abilities skill set. But I just can't reiterate R.J. how the the trait that he has of going and catching the ball. And I've said this all the time, a long time on our podcast, is that most of the defensive backs, the reason why they're on the defensive backs, I mean, they could cover, which I think is one of the hardest positions in football, mm-hmm. but. They can't catch the ball, but Trayvon Diggs can. I, I, I saw a stat like Stefan Diggs uh, last night. He had two interceptions. That's how many his brother has. Right. Although he had, you know, two touchdowns, before, two touchdowns. I yeah, He's got touchdowns. way more than yeah, two, two interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. But two touchdowns. Right. Because Trayvon's got two pick sixes and his son, excuse me, his son, his, his, his son is adorable though, to be clear. But <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he, but he has, he had two uh, touchdowns going into right. the game last night. So that was kind of cool, but Randy Gregory, the dude oh, has man. turned it around. He has been a beast. Two sacks. Um, I don't know how Mac Jones was able to survive that hit. Oh, which man. Was a, was, a, was a tremendous sack. 
But that's a combination of things. Hey, look, whenever you have a secondary, when you have a dog back there like Trayvon Diggs, and you get a pass rush, they're all, I wouldn't be surprised. This may get very scary as far as the total takeaways they may get this year. I don't know. This may be a year we may not say. I know Rod Woodson was the last one that had this many picks at this, this time of the season. Um, that was done in 1993 by Rod Woodson with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time. But it's a combination. But Randy Gregory, we haven't mentioned him, but Rand- uh, enough. We mentioned him, but not enough. The dude is balling. The Cowboys have supported Randy Gregory, and we know that Jerry Jones will stick by his guys, and that's been great to see help him get his life on track. That's separate from football, and, and kudos well, Jerry to the Cowboys. Looks brilliant. Jerry looks brilliant right now, right? Yeah, well, I, I want to say I think it's awesome that he supported Randy the person and that Randy the person is having so much success. But Randy the football player, they also believed in. And this right. this is an L that I have had to take myself, and I'm very happy to be wrong here. I, again, I've always said it's been awesome to see the Cowboys support him. I did not think, Tony that he could come in and and having played the, you know, the low amount of football that he had played over the last few years and contribute at this high of a level. It just didn't, it didn't seem likely to me. I, I, and a lot of people like to say, Oh, I knew this was possible. A lot of people wanted this to happen. I wanted this to happen, but it just, he hadn't played a ton of football as of late. I know you played 10 games last year, but you know, he, his, his career has, has been a unique one to say the least. And so he has, he has surpassed every, every checkpoint he has checked every box he has defied every odd i mean he is the and and something I, i've said before is you you go in going into how you build your roster you had to treat him like icing on the cake you know well whatever randy gregory gives you is just kind of a bonus and man what, what a bonus it is i mean he the, you mentioned that the two sacks the first one the forced fumble that was like if you had to if you had to teach someone what a sack looked like it's that like it, it was the quintessential sack in the nfl he is, I mean, I don't even, it's so hard to say he's not the best defensive player on the team, but he's not because Trayvon Diggs exists. But in any other year, he would be. I mean, he is living up to every point of belief the Cowboys have ever had and surpassing it. I mean, he he is a monster. He, he is one of the most ferocious defensive linemen that they have had in recent memory. And they've had really great contribute. They've, they've had the one-offs. They had the Robert Quinn one-off. They had the Alden Smith one off for a little bit. Right. I mean, so, but Randy is, is a far more elite version than any of those players. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, we're not even mentioning Demarcus Lawrence and I think Randy Gregory may be better than Demarcus Lawrence once he comes back. And that's saying a lot just because he, the, the guy is just, his first step has been amazing. He looks mm-hmm. stronger. He just looks like a, just a, a new version of Randy Gregory. And I think the underlying thing for, for Randy was just, let me get my personal life in, right. in, together. Let me let me be able to re, uh, whatever he had going on and and be healthy in that in, in in that space because if you're not healthy in your own personal space and it's hard to really do something on the football field because sooner or later it's going to catch up to you. So we've seen that. I think the potential. I didn't think his potential was going to be at this level. I got to be honest with you. I knew he's yeah. a good player, but we never got a chance to see it, as you mentioned. Not enough time on the field. But now, in this guy is a force. Uh, when you do get Demarcus Lawrence back, you got two edge guys, and you throw in what they have in now. Uh, it, it's going to get scarier. I mean, they, they also have to get Dorrance Armstrong back, who's not at this level, right. but but obviously been missing time. And this was a game where you know Micah Parsons 
didn't have a superhuman game, right? Like we, we'd been, we'd kind of gotten used to that. We'd kind of gotten used to Micah doing in crazy, you know, super unbelievable things. He didn't in this game, but, but that's where this team is different. This, this team has all, I, something I've said before too, is Jason, I don't want to put it all on Jason Garrett, but Jason Garrett's Cowboys always, you know, lived up to their expectations when everything went right. When all 22 starters were healthy or playing, everything was good. Everything was copacetic. But reality in the NFL is that's that's not going to be the case. Right? Like somebody's going to be hurt. You're going to have some kind of adversity. And that's where this team really does seem to be very different. I mean, there's no question that their their two most impressive wins are are the bookends of this winning streak. The Chargers win and the Patriots win because the, the Giants, the Eagles, the Panthers, they're not good teams. I mean, you know, that's that's OK. But all wins count. And I mean, they're five and one, dude. I mean, that's nuts. That That's nuts that they're five and one. They're undefeated without Lawrence and Gallup. I mean, they still got to get Neville Gallimore back. I mean, you know, shout out to the Sooners there. Maybe he'll get one of your shirts. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they, they have, I mean, the, people are talking about because the trade deadline is, is getting closer and closer. Well, who should they trade for? Like, who? what do you mean? Who should they trade for? Like they, they're getting, you know, they, they also got to get Kelvin Joseph back. They're, they're second round pick. They're, there's reinforcements on the way. I don't know how this the depth of this roster is at a place that it hasn't been in a long time but some of that isn't just the depth and i don't want to take away from the players some of that is the coaching staff and and they don't they don't turtle up you know that that's what has happened before is when crap has hit the fan before this coaching staff uh, previous coaching staffs have said well we're screwed you know what i mean well we'll sorry you know it so and so got hurt so sorry that's what happened you know the adversity hit and and we just couldn't figure out a way and, and the old Cowboys would have been four and two at the bye. We would be sitting here. We'd be saying, well, you know what? You know, we didn't expect them to be four and two at the bye. So what? They lost to the Patriots. This this team is, is done with so what's. This team is saying, no, we're going to go win this game. We're going to get to five and one. That win, Tony, is the difference between, you know, 12 and five and 13 and four or 14 and three. Like those are the ones that add up. You got to win games. You're not supposed to sometimes in the NFL. Uh, it, that's absolutely right. And the games that you're supposed to win, you don't win. And so it's, it's a, it's one of those, it's a, it's the NFL every, every week it can change. And if you're not ready, cause there's always going to be a team that's going to be out for you, uh, especially for the, the Cowboys and especially when on the road, being a road warrior to me, that shows a lot of characteristic in your team. You cannot reiterate how much that builds your team as far as being able to go on the road, stay focused, going into an environment where it used to be just predominantly the home team, but I, I've seen more as the Cowboys are five and one, that there's a sprinkle, there are more Cowboy fans that are at the game, which is, is great to see. So, you know, to me, I think that that's probably a, a sign of, of the character again, of what this team can do. And I know if you can win on the road, because it is, there's a lot of distractions that really just makes you stronger and as a team, that's what you need to do is build that wall. And they've really done that. And uh, right now, uh, they're on a, a five, you know, five and oh winning streak right now, won five straight. And they can continue this on until realistically they play Kansas City. Do you think that that's their biggest threat? I mean, like, do you think that's their hardest game left? Or, or a lot of people think it's Arizona, obviously. I mean, the Cardinals are oh, undefeated. I mean, I, 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 yeah, well, I meant the, before they get to Arizona. I, I'm, right. just, I'm looking at I'm looking at the whole. I mean, they're all tough. You cannot have that mentality. But if we want to look at all the winnable games, and even Kansas City, they may they're they're not as good as they were last year. There's some cracks in that Chiefs armor. Uh, it, it looks to me as Patrick Mahomes is 
is playing more normal. It's a normal guy. It's not as immortal as he's played in the past, but every week, I mean, the Cowboys cannot take their, their foot off the pedal. They have to continue to grind, continue to do what they do, continue to listen to their leaders, continue to get better. There's some last week when when you look at that New England game, one of the things that could have easily beat them was penalties. I mean, they had more penalties. They had over 100 yards in penalties, RJ. And to be able to score in the red zone, and I know that they're playing against a great, the master of red zone defense, and that's Bill Belichick. But think about the times in the red zone. You know, the score was not indicative of what the they end up winning. But a point in the time, I'm looking at the scoreboard, and it's like 14 to 10. And you look at all the stats. The Cowboys are you know, outrushing him, out, you know, their offense, they have more yards than, than New England. But – they were just doing the self-inflicting thing, penalties and the red zone and turn the ball over. Um, but they continue to be able to, to, to finish the, the game. And that's, again, it's amazing that they can build the, the way that they're able to finish games now. What's your biggest worry as we wrap up? What's, what's your, you know, if, if you gotta, if you gotta be negative, if you gotta pick at something. Don't get, don't, I, I, don't get complacent. Don't, uh, this is a bye week. You know, think about what you do. Re, do you know, pay attention to detail, make good decisions. Um, I think the biggest thing that I that I'm more, um, I, I would say, not skeptical, but just something that you want to that, that you're, you're you're thinking about is this team to stay healthy. You can't, you, you know, your quarterback. You know, you, Tyron Smith left the game and he he, he came back. Right. But I think it's just staying healthy and continue to not rest on what you've done the last five games there's a lot of work to be had there's a lot of things that you need the goals that you set and I think maybe that's you get back to Mike McCarthy I think that's the message he's sending now along with your leaders in the locker room along with your your quarterback has done a tremendous job of bringing you back and really leading this team I think those two things but I think that's the, the only thing that I'm afraid of is that maybe there may they may take a step back you know, Zach is he, he strained his calf muscle. I don't know what that is going to do. I think he'll be fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I think more than anything, I'm just I, I want they need to they need to stay healthy, and that's that's oh that's everyone's biggest concern right. in the National Football League. So, my, my thought on this, and I I think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna lose people, but I think people are gonna roll their eyes at this. I think that Mike McCarthy, I, he has my trust in this particular sense. Um, you're, you're right. Staying healthy is, is top goal for everybody. Every, everybody in the NFL wants to be as healthy as, as be or as can be. Everybody in the NFL wants to get all their, their injured players back. That goes without saying. Um, I, I think that, look, I'm, I'm not trying to like play hindsight or anything, but I think it's last year was an important lesson. And I, I think if, if the Cowboys had had this success last year, I mean, because remember after the draft, everybody was crowning them. Everybody thought this, this roster is loaded and everybody, everybody obviously had reason to believe in the roster because look at the success they're having now. Mm -hmm. But, but you know, Mike McCarthy, and, and I've said this on, on our network before, I think he had a huge level of arrogance to him last year. Mm -hmm. I think we saw that. And there's no question that last year was a really humbling process for a lot of people. And I think Mike McCarthy, even though he went through a humbling process with his firing in Green Bay, with the year that he missed, et cetera, et cetera. And unlike the, the coach that Mike McCarthy succeeded in Dallas, and again, I'm not trying to take any shots, Mike McCarthy has has coached a 15-1 and team that, that lost their first playoff game. Mike, Mike McCarthy has lost NFC championship games. Dan Quinn, we mentioned it, has lost – 
a Super Bowl. You know, like th- these are coaches who know, you know what, man, this this win, you know, in the second week of October in New England was cool. Yeah, we went and beat Bill Belichick, but it could be taken away from you like that. You know what I mean? Like if, if you yeah. do not keep your head down, you will get got. And that is that is the killer instinct that has been absent from this team. And so I trust that this coaching staff, given their experience, unfortunately for them, their negative experiences, I think that they realize, you know what, dude, like this is awesome. Enjoy it. Enjoy the bye week. You earned it. You're five and one. You've built up a lot of currency, but five and one that, that you know, unless you're the Indianapolis Colts, they don't hang banners for that. You know what I mean? Like you don't get rings for going five and one, for beating Bill Belichick, for having the most passing yards ever against the Bill Belichick team. You've got to do it in January and in February. And I trust at least more than I ever have that this team is headed in that direction. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's all for naught. If, if you, you do all this great, these great things in the regular season, um, and then at the end of the year, you don't have nothing to show for it. And that's going to postseason play. And uh, that's ultimately getting the FC championship and something that's eluded this franchise for 20 something years, the Super Bowl. So the focus to me is, is always something that you as a coach and as a player, you have to really lock in, but you count on your leaders in the locker room. You count on your coaches. You count on people to, to keep you focused. And as our coaches always said in the bye week don't do anything stupid. <laughs> Uh, I think that's well said, Tony. Um, everybody's given the Cowboys credit for fighting through adversity. The lights went out on you. All right. You didn't, you didn't miss a beat. We didn't have to re-record or anything like that. What a trooper, what a superstar you are. Um, I'm I'm a professional broadcaster, podcaster. That's just, what can I say? Everybody head to to Tony's Instagram, the link in his bio to get the Movember t-shirts. Uh, we'll see what we can do, um, here on the show. Uh, the Cowboys are five and one life is good. Uh, they're on by. So like you said, Tony, hopefully nothing crazy happens. Everybody uh, have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday. This was the 750.